Hey, brave one, welcome to another episode of the Women Aware and Prepared podcast. I'm your host, Mandy Pratt, a trained domestic violence victim advocate who teaches women and vulnerable populations how to be street smart. You'll hear some true crime stories, but most importantly, how we might prevent crimes happening to us. Return each week to learn safety tips and emotional self-defense so we live empowered with peace. Let's be less naive and leave helplessness and worry behind so we can be safer, savvy, aware, and prepared. Thank you for joining me today. We have two very special guests with us. We have Cindy, who is a victim advocate with the DA office, and we have Detective Roberts with us, and I'm going to let them go ahead and share with us exactly what they do and how they help our community. So Cindy, you want to go first? Sure. So my name is Cindy. I work for a local district attorney's office here, and I have the pleasure of being able to be stationed in a local police department. So being stationed at and having an advocate in a local department is the way that we can really reach victims from the very beginning of being victimized or reporting a crime. So my job here is when any of the detectives or the officers go out on a call and they interact with victims of multiple different things, whether it be domestic violence, assaults, or any type of crimes, basically they'll refer the victim over to me and I'll get the opportunity to reach out to the victim and just really provide services immediately for them. So they know um, from the moment this incident happened and they reported that they have that support and they kind of have the help to walk through the process of what it looks like next. Because sometimes once a crime happens, a lot of times the DA's office won't know about it until it gets filed. So there can be a huge gap of not being able to have that support or those resources or the services. And especially in domestic violence cases, a lot of times the victim is isolated or they don't have the support from their friends or family given what the abuser did. So being able to connect with the victim immediately and just show them, you know, you have that support. We're here for you. Um, And we'll walk you through every step of the way. You're not going to be alone, whether if you need to come in and do additional reporting, I can sit there with you during the interview. Um, When the case does get filed in the DA's office, we'll sit right next to you in court. You will never be alone during this process. Awesome. My name is Detective Roberts, and I work at the Chino Police Department as a detective for domestic violence as my major caseload. I work closely with Cindy and um, with all the victims and my job's a lot of follow-up and ensuring that they're getting taken care of and mm-hmm. the case is getting at least presented to the district attorney in mm-hmm. a way that will ultimately benefit the family. But my major caseload is domestic violence. I've been a police officer since 2009. Prior to that, I was in the military, I was in the Marine Corps, and um, been at Chino since 2011. I have been on a SWAT team since 2012 and uh, currently assigned to crimes against people. So... Cindy and I uh, work very close together, and she says when we, like the detectives, refer somebody to her, but she is very proactive in reaching out to finding victims of crimes, and we have uh, been able to set her up so she's able to research a lot of these things on her own to, to kind of mirror what she says. My job is just to make sure that the victim gets heard, the family gets heard, we support the, uh, the family of the victim and, and ensure that a good filing goes across to the district attorney's office uh, when that time comes. For, for me, it's very important because 
you know, this this may be the first time that somebody's calling because they might be the victim of a first time domestic violence offense. And uh, I like to take it personally that no matter how small the crime that is alleged, it's a big deal to me to listen to them because all of these things in domestic violence usually incrementally go up. So over the years of abuse, you'll see it get worse and worse and worse. Ultimately, my job is to make sure that the case gets filed correctly and that we don't re-traumatize the victim over and over with multiple different things or brush them off. We take it very seriously here, and it's very important that, again, we provide them services. And there's a lot of things that I think that we'll be able to talk about that people don't know about not only the process, but a lot of the resources that some of the cities, counties, and even the state can offer for the victims of these crimes that make it a lot easier for them to come forward. Thank you both. That's really important. And I know when I went through my own situation back in the early 2000s, um, what you all are offering, I did not have available to me. So is that something that's newer or is that just something different in each county? Victim services has been around for a while, but I have been informed there's some areas that maybe they might not have um, advocates locally at police stations to be able to really get with that victim and support them from the very beginning. And so being able to provide those resources. So I'm sorry that you weren't given those. I can imagine that it, I don't want to say it would make the, the process easier, but it definitely would have been able to assist you in the process. So I know through the years, it's gotten a lot more prevalent with having um, advocates at local police stations, not only in our county, but in other counties. So being able to just connect and get those resources immediately is so beneficial. I think that there's a role for social work within uh, the police department and community. There's some things that uh, my job requires me to do that I can't help in the victim services in the ways that I would like to help because that's not my role, right? We all have our job that's very specific. And even though I can be kind and nice, it's a different role for a social worker to have the training and the ability to have those resources available for the victims of these types of crimes. But to your point, I think it's important for the people that are in these roles of like in a detective role or even a police officer role to be invested in, in the people of their community, because that's really where it starts. Um, it doesn't start with me as a detective. This is something that I get on my desk unless I hear something going out that's act an active incident. This is very important to make sure that we have the right police officers, the, the, the right amount of police officers, the right training for the police officers so that when they arrive to these people that are in crisis that, you know, nobody calls the police when they get an A on their spelling test is usually what I say. They always call when their life is, is at this point where they don't know what else to do. And so I know that a lot of victims of domestic violence in particular are very apprehensive about calling the police because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what the police are going to do, if they're going to feel like they're the victim or or if they're going to go to jail or maybe the major breadwinner is the one that's actually the offender in this uh, situation. And then now what? Right. And, and I think that that's very important to make sure that we as police officers understand that we're just people and we need to make sure that when we go out there, this might be the only time that they ever talk to the police. And so it's, it's very important that we do it right and do it right the first time. And um, all of these things are just very small things, but putting them all together into the big picture of domestic violence or just criminal activity and policing is, is just very important to us. And so we're just fortunate to, to be able to have people like Cindy that'll be able to partner with us and, and do this job right for the victims and their families. Definitely. Yes. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit about Marcy's Law too, because I know that started in 2008 oh. with Victims' Rights. So I wanted to share a little bit. I know you shared that your crime happened in the early 2000s, but in 2008, Marcy's Law was passed here in the state of California. 
It's a law that protects victims and victims' rights. So as a victim, we very much want to let you know that your voice is heard in this process. I know sometimes people can get very discouraged as the court process with defendants have a lot of rights in the court process, the right to waive time. You kind of feel like when you go through that process, why, why do they have so much? And I feel like I don't have anything. And so this great law was passed. It's starting to go through. It's in multiple states in the country. They're really pushing for it to be in all 50 states. But it's basically um, rights that victims have. So when a law enforcement officer arrives at your home and you're a victim of a crime, they will be giving people a card that says a Marcy's Law card. And in there, it talks about many different rights you have. Um, some of the rights you do request to have, but it's different things to have your voice heard in court, meaning you can do a victim impact statement at the end of a hearing. You have the right to be updated on the case. You have the right to attend court hearings. So basically, the process of the court won't be heard without you, that the case won't be heard and all these um, decisions are made without you being kept in the loop. It's basically, to reference back the story behind it, is unfortunately a young woman was stalked and killed by her boyfriend. And shortly after, I believe it was about a week after her parents ran into this defendant, this suspect in the grocery store. And I can't imagine the trauma and the fear seeing your daughter's killer right there. And so with that, her brother actually started advocating and starting Marcy's Law for that. So basically that you can be aware if there's any change in the custody status too. There's great programs like BindLink that we very much encourage our victims to sign up for. You can go online for it and you basically put in your phone number. And if they have any change in their custody status, whether they're released or their move facilities, you'll get a phone call or a text message to alert you. So that way there won't be an instance like this where you're out getting groceries or out um, getting gas and you run into your abuser or your suspect in your case without you being aware. So just kind of want to touch base on that as it's a great push in victim services that's been going forward um, that I think really is excelled to help victims in these cases. That's great. I think with that is there are so many things out there these days that are for victims. Mm-hmm. Um, the police officers in the field might not know of all these things. Then these are maybe county specific things that aren't city specific things. Right. And so um, for all whoever's listening, just so you guys all know that um, ask these questions. If you're worried about this person getting out, ask the questions. You can have advocates. What I didn't know coming back uh, to do this caseload is there's different types of advocates. I didn't even know that. So Cindy works with, obviously with the district attorney's office, but then you have advocates with the project sister that are just specifically advocates for the victim, right? They're not necessarily tied to a district attorney's office. They're like, hey, it's the day after the incident happened. I need somebody to go with me to get my hair done or something that's going to be normal. These advocates will go do that. Not that Cindy won't do something like that, but usually the advocates assigned to district attorney's office. We are all as a team focused on the adjudication of the case, right? Making sure that the people that are responsible for the crime get held accountable for those actions. There are different types of advocates out there, but ask the questions. And if the mm-hmm. police officer doesn't know when they're out there, even if it's a simple argument, you know, it, it always starts real small all the way to, to domestic violence, but find the county representative and find an advocate and they'll be able to point you in the right direction with all this like vine link stuff. That's very, very important and super easy to get a hold of. And it's just, everything's at the touch of your fingers with, with cell phones and all that stuff these days. So it's, we're, we're fortunate to be in this society in some ways. 
That's yeah, awesome. That's great. There's so many different sister agencies that we work with that if it's something like Detective Robert shared that we as a district attorney employee cannot do, we have so many other agencies and great referrals that we can reach out to to just really wrap our arms around these victims and just be there for them in any capacity that they need. Wow, that's amazing. So I just want to briefly discuss um, some different programs that are out there for victims. Not only if you reach out to your local victim services centers or district attorney's office, um, I'd also encourage you to look at programs that are available in your state. Here in the state of California, we have the Victims Compensation Program. And this is a wonderful program through the state that assists victims and loved ones of victims with different things to assist you in your journey moving forward. A big one for domestic violence survivors is this program can help you with relocation. A lot of times victims feel stuck as their um, abuser might be the breadwinner or they don't have the funds for it or they feel like they can't get out of certain leases. I encourage you to look into different civil codes in your state, but I know here in the state of California, there's a civil code that protects domestic violence victims that they can break their lease without any penalty to be able to move. And through the Victims Compensation Program as well, like I shared, it will help you with initial moving costs. It can also help you with home security. So that's a big one that we share with victims, even though it is, you know, a camera, but that sense of security, if you're laying in bed and you're hearing noises outside, instead of just laying there paralyzed in fear, wondering if somebody's out there, you can pull it up on your camera and also the reporting features on cameras too. So that way, if your abuser or perpetrator is out there, you'd be able to show that to law enforcement as well. So I definitely encourage to look into local programs that are available in your state or reach out to your local district attorney's office or your local victim services centers, and they can definitely help you um, fill that out and let you know the requirements and the eligibility and the process of that. Awesome. That's great information. Thank you. All right. So thank you, Detective Roberts. And thank you, Cindy, both for being here and giving all of this valuable information. We really appreciate you and what you do and your time spent here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that was awesome, right? Detective Roberts and Cindy will be back with us again. Today, I just wanted to go over the three main lessons that were the takeaways from this episode. Lesson number one, we have some amazing resources available to us, right? Who knew? Check with your local DA or police office to know about the victim services available to you and your loved ones. Lesson number two, Marcy's law has passed in most states giving victims rights, such as the safety of victim and family considered when fixing the amount of bail, the refusal to be interviewed by the defense, and much, much more. And number three, the police want you to call them when you need help. Lastly, I have put together some workshops for my listeners, and I'm going to have those on my website, womenawareandprepared.com slash events. So you're welcome to go there. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can easily click on there and see the workshops coming up. Some will be in person, some will be online. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to leave a review and let me know how you're liking this podcast or what else you'd like to hear, I will read them. You can find me on Instagram at Women Aware and Prepared or my website, womenawareandprepared.com. See you next week. Remember, you are worthy of a safe and peaceful life.